What's up, everybody? We're back for another exciting episode of everybody's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. My name is Paul Rose. And I want to tell you that you don't actually need a parachute to go skydiving. What? Yeah, you need a parachute if you want to go skydiving twice. You're insane. Hit the theme. So is it just me, or does that song, like, really pump you up for the week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wrote that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh, I did. That's me. Nice. <laughs> uh, was it was it for your band, us? Uh, yeah. It, I was working on a new type of uh, demo and EP, and then it turned into the podcast theme. Oh. So the, the song's actually, like, almost six minutes long. So have you ever played it at your concert? Nope. Nope. It was one of the newer tracks I did before I stopped doing the, the touring thing. Huh. So, anyway, how's your week, man? Oh, uh, it's really good. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> we are coming in um, almost a week after your birthday. Yeah. So, were we right last week when I said that you loved everything you got? Yeah. So, spoilers, what'd you get, man? Oh, my gosh. Um, I got, like, a bunch of Legos. I got a water bottle, um, Pokemon cards exactly what you asked for yeah yeah um and oh i got my very own nintendo switch right isn't that exciting yeah yeah nice you know what you actually haven't asked me in a couple days um you've been playing this game called human fall flat yeah yeah it's weird it's awesome it's a weird game with these like floppy clay men that like fall around stuff yeah it was worth 20 dollars it's worth 20 bucks well the thing is you haven't asked me you said you needed my help on a level. Yeah. Yeah, I beat the level for you like three days ago, and you haven't said nothing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sure, dude. Um, so, what about your party, man? Tell me about it. Oh, my God. I was w- there, but tell the audience. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Uh, we went to uh, a park. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, we had our own room reservation and everything mm-hmm. we were like vips mm-hmm. almost um yeah it was awesome what was awesome about it you keep saying it was awesome like like i got like 60 dollars in uh-huh. like more pokemon cards oh well one of my favorite things that we did for you yeah where the was the pokemon hunt yeah we had we had this awesome pokemon hunt where you got the uh, tiny Pokemon. Um, so your mom and I got, it was a pack. It was like 150 little mini figures. Yeah. And they hid them all around the park and let you and all your friends go hunt them. In the tall grass. In the tall grass. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, your cake was awesome too. It was a marble cake with chocolate pudding in the middle. Yeah. yeah it didn't cut very well, but it <laughs> tasted good. No, the... Everything, like, started to fall apart when you tried to cut it. Yeah. Did you notice your, your fruit trays that we made? We made mm-hmm. Make them out look like Pokeballs? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, again, happy late birthday. Thank well, I wasn't late. I was there. But... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um. So, what else has been going on this week? 
<clears throat> yeah, I've been playing that uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land and the Human Fall Flat, some mm-hmm. Fortnite. Is that all you do is play video games on your free time? Or yeah. what? Yeah. How about you read a book? I like reading books. Oh, yeah? What's the last book you read? Uh, My Hero Academia, uh, no, the fifth book. Okay, so the My Hero Academia fifth book, huh? Yeah. Is this you rereading them all? Yeah. Because you've read all of them, right? Yeah. Like, what, 30 volumes or something like that? Yeah. And they follow the show? Yeah. Cool. I'm so far behind on the show. I haven't I haven't watched any anime in a while. Uh, I'm starting to read the books, to reread the books, because um, I made it to season five, but it's all in subtitles. So what's the difference between that and the books? You're just reading it with the pictures moving. Well, yeah, but I'd rather just read the book... On your own time. On my own time. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. That makes sense. And I could do it during school. (laughs) That's true. Speaking of school, how's school going? It's going pretty good. Yeah? I took another test. You and those tests, man. No. Why are you studying? Yeah. Why won't they just give us a break? Right? They got to make sure. So a lot of the testing that they do, I think, is for funding for the schools. They want to make sure that you guys are learning. Otherwise, they're going to cut the teacher's pay. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, what else, man? Do you see any good movies lately? Oh, yeah. Uh, we watched... Um, darn dogs. Uh, we watched The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah, so we're recording this the day after May 4th. Yeah. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. And that's Star Wars Day. <laughs> yeah. So um, we watched, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie they made, which was Empire oh. Strikes Back, episode five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, directed by Irvin Kershner. I thought that that one was, like, the best one, too. Well, I'm glad because you haven't really been into Star Wars. Yeah. So it's cool getting you into those and, and watching them with you because, dude, they're some of the greatest stories ever told. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I finished watching Hawkeye. Ooh. That's where I left off. So now I've watched Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Hawkeye. Am I missing one? Um, I'm, I'm not good with like superhero <laughs> movies. I don't know. Anyway, I think I'm all caught up on the Marvel TV series, finally. Okay. So now I'm, ba- I'm short, I think, four movies. The New Mutants, X-Men movie, uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Black mm-hmm. Widow, okay. and The Eternals. And I'm excited for the Eternals because that's where they bring in uh, Galactus, who's bigger and badder than Thanos. Oh, what's the Eternals about? Um, This group of galaxy defenders who defend the world, superheroes. Oh. Yeah. Cool. And so speaking of superheroes and superhero movies and shows coming up, I know I yeah. keep talking about this every single week with you, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm pumped because this Saturday, and uh, I mean, I don't know why I plug all this stuff on the show. It's not like they sponsor me or anything like that. Yeah. But this this Saturday specifically uh, is Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what we've done in the past and what we're going to continue to do this weekend, which I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. uh, you get up early, eat your breakfast, we'll maybe get some Dunkin' Donuts or something, something special, right? Yeah. We head out to the comic book store, we wait in line, because they have a list of all the free comics you can only get exclusively on that day. And you and me, we like to hit up as many comic book stores as we can possibly find, right? Yeah. It's too bad that our comic book store closed down. Yeah. So last year they didn't have the free comic day because they were 
in the process of shutting down. I know COVID kind of ruined that. And then the last couple times, I've actually had to work on comic book day. So I'm really excited this weekend that I get to take you guys. Me too. I'm super pumped. I haven't even looked at the list yet, so I don't know what's what's coming. Usually I, I'm prepared and I know which ones I want. Um, Hopefully there's some good ones. Oh, yeah, dude. You got to get a Doctor Who. There's always a Doctor Who every year exclusive. Yeah. Um, maybe there'll be some cool like X-Men or Moon Knight books. Hopefully like a new Batman maybe. Oh, cool. Maybe. We don't know, man. So that's uh, that's what we're excited to do um, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, tell me, um, what else, man? What are you excited for? What's coming up? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm not really sure. We need, uh, soon we need to watch the Fantastic Beasts, too, because yes. the new movie's coming out. Yes, I'm excited about that. So, I, it's weird, because I bought Fantastic Beasts Part 2 when it came out, because we didn't get a chance to go see it in the theater. Yeah. I don't think we ever watched it. I think it's just sitting on my shelf, unopened. And it's streaming on HBO, so we're going to have to watch that. You're right. Mm. Did you like the first one? Yeah. I know it was kind of hard for you to follow. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember what happened in the first one. But we watched it like a week ago. I know. Is your memory that bad? I'm sorry. I was starting to fall asleep. Oh, I was okay. getting tired. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, you know what? I didn't mention um, how much I love your hair. Huh. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you dyed it blue. For your birthday. Yeah. Everyone's been commenting on it, saying, oh, why did you dye your hair green? And I was all, it's not supposed to be green. It's supposed to be blue. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No one knows. Well, it's cool, especially when you wear your um, My Hero hoodie, because it makes you look like Deku. (laughs) Nice. I like it. I like the hair. It's really cool. And I, I, you know what? It reminds me of a story. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. Okay, so back in back in my day in school, back in my day when I was your age, <laughs> no, when I was in high school, um, dyeing your hair wasn't like a thing. It was like a, it not a, not a lot of kids did that. It was weird. Yeah, it's something you didn't talk about, right? Because, uh, you know, acceptance uh, acceptance is weirder than it is today, right? Mm-hmm. So I was actually one of the only kids in school who thought it would be cool, and I dyed my hair that color. It was supposed to be blue, and it turned out green. Cool. Bright green. But um, anyway, I did it, and and it was a weird time, too, because I, I got sent to the principal's office for it. I got in trouble. What? Because they thought I was going to start trouble in the school. And Just because the way you look? Uh-huh, because that's, that's the way life works, buddy. Were you able to wear hats? No, hats were gang-related. Oh, my God. I know. People are ridiculous. But the cool thing is about this, this is where... Uh, the cool part of the story comes in, right? Yeah. So months later, um, I graduate high school. I get out in the world. I start working at Waterworld, nice. which is our, our water park. Yeah. And um, I was one of the cooks in the kitchen, at the, the surf's up. Like and, you are now? Yeah, like I am now. So um, except I thought it would be cool if I dyed my hair that color again. Because, you know, it's summer, I'm out of school, I can do what I want, right? I'm yeah. a grown adult, right? Yeah. They hated it. They wanted to fire me. What? I know, right? It's so weird, the dynamic of how a, how a couple of years will change and stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, as punishment, they sent me out to work the Dippin' Dots cart. So from 10 in the morning until 6 o'clock at night, I was in the hot sun serving ice cream to people as a punishment and and Waterworld, like all my friends were in the building you know cooking food and stuff 
My punishment was I had to be out there alone. No friends, no social interactions, nothing. And that's kind of what Waterworld is, right? Yeah. Took the fun right out of the job. Yeah. Um, but um, the crazy thing is, so I got sent out to the Dippin' Dots cart, and they told me I had to stay out there every day for the rest of the summer. What? I know. That's like a month in high heat um, without without a break, without anything. I worked straight through. The cool thing is about this, it's all because of my hair, right? Yeah. The cool thing about this is I was the cook who was being punished, had to sit outside and serve the ice cream, right? Your mom worked there. She was a cashier, and she worked the different stations every day. Yeah. And it just so happens the first day that I went out there as a punishment to serve ice cream, she was the cashier that day. That's how I met your mom. Nice. Yeah. So green hair saved, saved lives, created life. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. That, uh. Wonderful mistake that I made all those years ago. And it's been almost, what, 18 years? I'm so. proud that they punished you. <laughs> Me too. You know what? Stick it to the man sometimes, Paul. <laughs> That's your life lesson for the day. Sometimes yeah. you have to stick it to the man. <laughs> so, um, man, I kind of got off track with that a little bit. Um, I don't know what else I was going to talk about. You got anything? You got anything else? No, let's see, let's see, let's see. We did uh, movies. We're always watching movies. Oh, you know what? Um, It is, uh, we're in May now, right? Yeah. So on Shudder, they're celebrating the halfway to Halloween. You know, we got the new Joe Bob Briggs series. Oh, Uh, yeah. Dude, they showed Night of the Living Dead the other night. That one was good. Really good. I love that movie, and um, it's cool seeing his commentary over it. So there's a lot of stuff coming for halfway to Halloween, including the uh, the uh, Chainsaw Awards ceremony, which I'm really excited to watch. Ooh. But because, so check this out, man. Um, because it is halfway to Halloween, you have been begging me, me to talk about a subject for a while. Yeah. And I keep telling you it's a Halloween subject, right? Mm-hmm. Well, since we're at the halfway mark, I decided, okay, let's do it. Let's do your subject a little bit early this year. Yeah. Yeah. This is 10 historical clowns that helped make clowns terrifying. Yeah. Are you afraid of clowns, Paul? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Um, who, in your opinion, is the scariest clown? Krusty. Why Krusty? Because. Because is not an answer. Remember that one episode from The Simpsons where he put the guy in the canyon, cannon, and then he like launched him to outer space? No, I think you're making that up. I'm not making it up. <laughs> it was on so, the show. Do you know what? Um, do you know what a fear of clowns is called? Um. Oh, I've heard it in a ghost show once. Uh, the clown motel episode mm-hmm. of the. Um. Let's see. He mentioned it. Uh, yeah. It's a phobia. It is a phobia. What do you know what the phobia is? Like, it's called coulrophobia. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, this one right here. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's no secret that clowns are absolutely terrifying, yep. right? Um, so even people who might not admit that that uh, to being outright afraid of them usually concede that there is something unsettling about them. No matter what form they take, a look at history's most important clowns shows us that there has always been two sides to this particular figure. Ooh. So here are ten historical clowns that helped make clowns terrifying. This is called from Listverse, which is where uh, I do a lot of my 
research. <laughs> All right, man. So number 10 on the list is the White Fool. Uh, so many Native American tribes had their own types of clowns. The white fool, or white crazy man of the Arapaho, isn't just terrifying in hindsight, he was feared by his own people. Yeah. I know. He was called the white fool because he painted himself in white clay, and he was said to have access to a special sort of medicinal magic that made him powerful. And it was also understood that um, the white fool enjoyed complete freedom uh, during the ceremonies, and meant that anything went with anyone he wanted, and he was one of the most dreaded figures in ritual. Ooh. He's like the town crazy man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is there a picture? Uh, it's a it's an old black and white photo. You can't really see the the fool there. Yeah, I can't see anything. No, but um, even in myths, the white fool was a figure in a, the opposition to a heroic, selfless figure of big chief who plotted to rid him of the fool, even though they were brothers. Number nine, Joseph Grimaldi and Grim All Day. Look at this dude, right? I think that guy should make the scary. album cover because he's pretty creepy, man. <laughs> the familiar figure of the modern clown and the idea of pantomime were largely developed by British performer Joseph Grimaldi. He was introduced to the theater by his father, a mad performer known as the Signer of Grim or Grim of... Let me go back and say that again, because sometimes I get words confused here. Yeah. A mad performer known as the Signer or Grim All Day. That's a weird name for a clown, right? Yeah. The Signer claimed that the devil had once told him that he was going to die on the first Friday of the month. Every time that day rolled around, the Signer locked himself in a room full of clocks and stayed awake all night. To train future stage performers, the Signer subjected them to bizarre tortures like hanging them above the stage in stocks. Uh, biographers suspect that, these, that his upbringing by an unpredictable madman allowed Joseph Grimaldi to create an onstage character that was just as unpredictable and mad. His 19th century countenance uh, was described as part child, part nightmare, with a mouth uh, colored the blood red of a gaping wound. He was also cursed with a split personality that wavered between depression and mania. So... Uh... <coughs> The devil told him he would die on the first Friday of the month. Dude, he was insane. That's, so, that's what it was. He's making stuff up because he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But then what would he do to the clocks? What? He would surround himself by clocks and watch them all night because he was afraid to die. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, the clowns of the Aztecs. <laughs> that's a funny picture. Right? He's got his butt out with a spear. <laughs> I'm going to stab you. The Aztecs might be associated more strongly with human sacrifice, but they apparently liked a bit of humor as much as the next civilization. And when Hernan Cortez returned to Europe with the treasures he had stolen from the Aztecs, he included a handful of Aztec clowns, dwarfs, and hunchbacks in his presentation to Pope Clement VII. So I'm giving you a history lesson here. William H. Prescott wrote his masterwork on the Aztecs, uh, and their fall, painting a graphic picture of Montezuma's personal clowns and fools. Prescott claimed that they were so hideously deformed that they were probably not created by any natural normal means. Like other rulers, Montezuma was noted as uh, believing that uh, buried in his uh, clowns, jests, and japes was uh, at least a hint of truth that no one else dared to tell. Uh, number seven on the list is Tristano Martinelli, the original Harlequin. 
Not to be confused with the Joker's girlfriend, uh, Harlequin. So um, in the 1570s, a group of Italian performers headed out of Italy into Antwerp and then Paris. They were led by Tristano Martinelli, who had created a particular character for his routine. He dressed in a black leather mask, a full body suit decorated with patches, and a hat decorated with a rabbit's tail. He also had a wooden sword. I mean, that guy sounds pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli adopted the name Arlequin. The character became so popular that he was adding Detto Arlecchino Comico onto his signature within a few years. And the original Harlequin was a servant and an absolute fool. Eventually, Martinelli wore a half mask with an exaggerated quizzical expression, and the character became associated with something dark. Parallels were drawn between Martinelli's Harlequin and Alicino, a demon that shows up in uh, Dante's vision, Dante's Inferno. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. This one's fun. The Cannibal Clowns. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it just reminds me of a joke. What? Uh, I'll tell you later during our joke segment. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Native American tribes of the North Plains region named their clowns after the Wendigo. And I got to tell you, dude, the Wendigo is one of the scariest creatures in mythology. What is a Wendigo? Well, he is a terrifying, gigantic creature that prowled the forests and preyed on travelers to satisfy its taste for human flesh. So he's like a... Creature who eats humans? Kind of like a werewolf, yeah. Oh. Uh, vigorously called uh, Wendigocon or Wedigocon or Wintagogax by several <laughs> different tribes, the cannibal clowns were deceptively named. And once, once a leader had been visited by a vision of the skeleton being, a group of ten men would dress in rags and don masks with long noses. Then the clowns would head out on a hunt. Once their prey was brought back to camp, they would stage an elaborate mock hunt. The clowns would stalk and then flee from everything from the remains of the fallen animal to strips of drying meat, all designed to elicit laughter. It was the laughter that was medicinal, thought to drive away any demons or evil spirits that were possessing members of the tribe. So they would eat humans, like, to not be killed? Pretty much. Uh, Pagliacci. Number five, you ever heard of him? No. Uh, Pagliacci of the Clowns, a 19th century opera by Ruggero, uh, Ruggero Leoncavallo, encouraged the image of the clown as a dark figure. In the work, a group of traveling clowns sets up in a town to celebrate the Feast of the Assumption. Canio, the head clown, eventually finds out that his wife is having an affair with another performer. When Netta refuses to tell Canio the name of her lover, Canio stages a performance that mirrors the real-life conflict. It ends when Canio murders both his wife and her lover. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The opera was based on the true story of Gaetano Scavello, a tutor hired to curb the young Leon Cavello's rebellious nature. Scavello became involved in a love triangle that ended when, con- when he confronted his beloved and a village shoemaker. Scavello was stabbed and killed. The shoemaker's brother was arrested, and they would later be immortalized as operatic clowns. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number four on the list. Are you scared yet? A little. Yeah, me too, man. Number four on the list. William Kemp. That's a scary clown name if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. That guy has a long beard. <laughs> 
William Kemp was one of the most popular Elizabethan Elizabethan actors of his day, but his influence as a stage clown went to his head so much that Shakespeare likely wrote based on his antics. Kemp was known for ad-libbing, and his tendency to go a bit off the rails uh, was what made him so popular with audiences. Some scholars believe that bad blood between Kemp and Shakespeare, who was known to write based on the actors who would be performing, might have led Shakespeare to leave uh, Falstaff out of Henry V, despite promising earlier that Falstaff would return. And when Hamlet says that clowns need to simply do and say what they are told, it is likely a reference to Kemp. Uh, Kemp took his share of shots, too, after a 1598 stunt in which he Morris danced from London to Norwich. Kemp wrote a book about the experience. In it, he referred to the playwright as Shaker Rags. So that just sounds kind of like a bitter old dude that didn't get the part in a play. <laughs> Boo-hoo-hoo. Boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> Nothing to do, man. Number three, Jean Gaspard de Bru. Look at that guy. Whoa, he's scary. Oh, they're all scary, but you know what? I, I, I can't really say anything because it's a podcast and people can't see the pictures I'm showing you. <laughs> yeah. It's an audio drama. Here we go. Jean Gaspard de Bras was a man behind one of Paris's most celebrated clowns, the white face and acrobatic Perrault. Everyone from the nobility to the working class loved him, no matter what personality he decided to adopt for any particular performance. But his career took a darkest turn possible when he was walking through the Paris streets and a child called out to him with the name of his stage persona persona. Debrow turned, raised his cane, and cracked the child on the skull so hard that the boy died instantly. Whoa. Yeah, Debrow was ultimately acquitted of the murder. Although he never revealed what caused him to kill the child, his biographers suggested that Debrow had something of a dual personality, and it was only as Perrault that uh, he was in control of his emotions and actions. When the makeup came off, the darkness came out. That's a pretty creepy, creepy story there, man. Yeah. Uh, number two is the Hopi Contrary Clowns. Oh, they look creepy. Yeah, they look like little goat people, right? I say every day. <laughs> They're, these are... F- what? Nothing. Did I miss your joke? No, it wasn't. Just keep reading, please. Oh, I'm so sorry. There are four types of Hopi Clowns. Although each serves a distinct purpose, the Contrary Clowns remain a reminder of what waits for us all. At the same time, they divert evil by causing laughter. Laughter has long been thought to be one of the most powerful weapons against evil and evil spirits, and the Hopi Contrary Clowns get their laughs by acting in a manner completely opposite of the regular way of life. They mock the most serious of problems faced by people on a daily basis, but their reversed language and actions are an interpretation of what waits everyone in the underworld. Hopi beliefs say that everything in the afterlife is reversed. From day and night to cardinal directions, the clowns that carry out reversed behavior in the land of the living are in sync with the realm of the dead. Hmm. Okay. Backmasking. That, that goes into backmasking in records, right? When they put the hidden messages in the songs when you play the records backwards? Oh, yeah. Like on the Weird Al album, when you play a song backwards, it says Satan loves cheese whiz. <laughs> it's true. Oh, um... Does that mean that uh, every song has like a backward message? No, not not particularly. Can we make one? Well, yeah. Oh, and was and does Walmart uh, still do the the thing, the best back- the subliminal messaging where they tell you that I will be a good shopper, I will not steal. They got in trouble for that, but I think I think still 
I think there's some subliminal low frequency messages in there. We can do a whole episode on that next time. I've also seen this uh, video um, how uh, Baby Shark was an exp- an experiment uh, to see how like kids would react. Really? Like, uh, yeah, it's just an experiment. Um, oh. That's kind of cool, because you know what? That kind of saved our lives when uh, we went to Disney World, because your sister, dude, when she was a baby, was oh my a terrorist, but she loved Baby Shark. Yeah. Yeah, that, that calmed her down pretty good. Have you seen the videos of the kids crying, and then once the parents give them the tablets for the Baby Shark, they instantly, like, stop crying, and... Mm. Uh, Is that part of the experiment? Yeah. Dude, that's creepy. Mind control on kids, huh? Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to limit screen times around this place. Right? Social media is going to be the downfall of civil- civilization. I've been saying that for at least a decade. Social media is what's wrong with the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, number one. Look at that scary clown. He doesn't even have makeup on. His Ugh. name is Dan Rice. He stares into your soul. He's staring into my soul right now. Among other things, Dan Rice claimed that he was Abraham Lincoln's personal clown, that his patriotic clown suit inspired Uncle Sam, and that he was the inventor of pink lemonade. Hmm. Weird. The truth is even stranger. Uh, Rice was a clown at a time in the U.S. history when the circus was a distinctly family-unfriendly place. He branded himself the great American humorist and delivered scathing commentary on current events, especially the Civil War. Uh, Rice used the mythos around his wit to run for the presidency. Even as northern newspapers declared the native New Yorker as a traitor to the north, his circus was based in Louisiana, Rice took a firmly abolitionist stance and went on to lead the Democratic ticket in votes. He withdrew from the race only after a few months and was largely forgotten after he performed for and inspired a whole new group of circus performers, the Ringling Brothers. So he was the inspiration for the Ringling Brothers. Cool. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not like super terrifying clowns, but they're real people that that were clowns and they were pretty creepy weirdos, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, what do you think of our clowns? I expected them to be scarier. Yeah, me too. Me too. We should do that other one where it's like 10 clowns you don't want to mess with. I saw Doink the Clown on that list. Doink's always been weird and creepy, dude. He's part of the, the WWE. Who's Doink? Oh. He's a clown in the oh. WWE. He's pretty pretty creepy dude. Does he dress up like Krusty? No, he dresses up like Doink. <laughs> I don't... Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Was Bozo on there? Yeah, Bozo's on there. So was Ronald. Ronald <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> Alright, buddy, what do you say we get into this for trivia? Sure. Okay.
All right, Paul, make us a little bit smarter. Every week you like to come in with a trivia question. Uh-huh. And then we sit on it for a week, and then the next week we tell you the answer. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and tell me uh, last week's trivia. Okay. Last week's trivia was... What... What is the average size of a gorilla's butt? 19 inches wide. <laughs> now you know, right? All right, buddy. What is uh, this week's trivia question? What does HTTP stand for? Okay, so in the computer world, what does HTTP stand for? That's a good question. And where can people write to us if they know the answer to the trivia question? Uh, at your... Email. Which is justokpod at gmail.com. Yeah. You can also listen to the show every week, every Sunday on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay. Find us on iTunes, Apple Music, Audible, and Amazon Music. Just search it in. This podcast is just okay. okay. Uh, We have an Instagram page, which is this podcast is just okay, uh, where I feature album artwork each week for each episode of the show. It's cool. I know. I, I work on I work hard on that every week. And then um, I also put it on the Facebook page. I got a fan page on there that I run. Yeah. And you know what? What's cool? Um, so we were talking about merchandise. Yeah. How we get on the cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay official merchandise. Mm-hmm. I haven't logged in in so long, but I had thought about uh, making some new merch for us. Yeah. I can't log into my page. I can't figure out how to get into my own store. Oh, no. So I need to take my designs that I've created and maybe reopen a new store and figure something else out. Okay. Um, but what's cool is this last week, you know how I, I do the pins? Yeah. I do these two and a half inch metal buttons for your hats, your backpacks, really cool stuff. And I'll do any design anybody wants. I had an Etsy page, but it got reported and I got shut down. So I can't do it anymore. Why did you get reported and Because we live in a world of cancel culture where if anything offends anybody, they want to shut it down so that the world thinks like them. Hmm. That's the, the short end of it. But anyway, um, the whole thing, the whole point I'm trying to make is you can email me. I do make pins. This last week, I started making this podcast is just okay official stickers. And you know what? They're not on Cafe Press. They're not on any of those websites. They come directly through me. So if anybody wants this podcast is just okay stickers, write me an email or hit me up on the Facebook page at this podcast is just okay. And I'll arrange um, taking your money and sending you some stickers. (laughs) And they're waterproof, too. I actually put one on my water bottle and ran it through the dishwasher. Nice. So, yeah, we, we do have that, which is cool. Cool. Yes. Um, did you have a joke for us this week? No. Okay, cool. I got one for you then. Okay. Uh, why don't cannibals eat clowns? Because they taste funny? Ah, you stole my punchline. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That, is, that was uh, what came to mind when I was reading those those clown things. And nice. It's relevant to the show. So, um, What do you think, man? It's a, it's, it's been an okay episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, mediocrity at its finest is our tagline. Um, wait a minute. Why do you uh, announce uh, the... Oh my gosh, I can't say words today. Why do you announce your 
uh, stuff at the end of every single episode. Well, I know a lot of podcasts do it at the very beginning of the show, and it's, it kind of stops the show in its tracks and kind of brings yeah. it down. And a lot of people fast-forward it or they stop listening. So you can put it on at the end of the show. People can choose to listen to it or they don't. So I always think that works. And then I always do it every episode because the Stan Lee philosophy of Marvel Comics is everybody's every issue is somebody's first issue so this could be the first time someone's ever listening to the show they don't know what we do and why we do it hmm. so it's good to repeat that every week drill it into your brain check it out go to the page nice you know what I'm, i actually gotta announce this too i'm actually working on another book what yeah did i tell you about that no okay i'm actually working on two books this is my project right now so back in the past, I wrote a book on Amazon called A Lot of Rock and a Little Roll. And yeah. it's, uh, it chronicles my rise and fall in the, the rock and roll world. That book was really good. Did you finish it? Yeah. Thanks. Was that appropriate? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then at the end, it had all the, the songs and stuff. I wanted to actually make it longer, and then it, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it. But it was good, and it left me open for a sequel which I am currently working on. First book was called A Lot of Rock, A Little Ro- A Lot of Rock and a Little Roll. Here's a fun fact. If you look it up online, the ebook for it for your Kindle and stuff yeah. is my cover that I made for the book. If you buy the hard copy, it's Amazon's cover and that's not me on the cover. I am not a shadow man with a weird cowboy hat. Oh, I thought that, that was you. No, that wasn't me on the cover. Oh. Yeah, that was Amazon's doing. But you can still buy the book, though, man. And I, I did a second book called uh, This Podcast is Just Okay Presents Summertime Fun, an adult coloring book for all. Yeah. And it was uh, it was a fun coloring book Yeah. experience. And then you and I did our comic book, which is sold uh, for, uh, what do you call it, digital, for yeah. the e-readers, the Kindles and stuff like that, called Figures in Motion, which was our Ghostbusters comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm writing a new book right now. It's a sequel, and I, I need to get down here and do it. Um, by the time you guys go to bed and quit bugging me all night, I'm too tired to do anything. No, <laughs> no. You stay up for like three more hours. I try to movies. unwind. I try to unwind for my long day. You're like, oh, I'm going to unwind by watching like three hour movies. No, that's totally true, dude. I waste yeah. a lot of time watching movies. But you know what? It's how I relax. Yeah. But um, anyway, the second book, the working title right now, which I love, is called Too Hot, Too Asian, parentheses, even though I'm neither. <laughs> hey, should it, is that going to be shut down? Probably. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I'm really excited about, and I wanted to say it on the program today, um, I'm working on another book too, and it's going to be like a confessionals book where um, you know people come in and they tell me their stories, right? So I'm kind of like an interpreter rewriting everyone else's stories, which I think is pretty cool. The point of the book, and I don't have a title for it yet, I'm, I want to do, I want to know people's personal paranormal encounters. Ooh. So if anyone out there has a personal paranormal encounter that you would like to share anonymously, send it to me, and I'm going to put it in the next book, and it's yeah. going to be sold on Amazon. Uh, not so much in stores, because I, I distribute everything myself. So, yeah. uh, But if I do run into you on the street, I will sign it. I'll sign any book. I don't care if it's mine. Yeah, I'll also sign his book. Yeah. You know, we have uh, a Lost and Found at work, and every time I find hats in there, I like to autograph them and put them back in the Lost and Found. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know why I do it. I just sign. 
I sign hats and then I stick them back. I think it was because I found a hat one time that had a signature from a race car driver on there. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I could sign my own hats. So every time I find a hat, I sign it. Nice. You know what I tell you about that one time I got kicked out of Barnes & Noble? What? Yeah, I was doing a book signing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but the books weren't mine and they didn't ask me to be there. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I'll just take one off the shelf. I'll sign it for you. I don't even care. I'll personalize it to you. Right? You can put it on eBay for like yeah. a quarter. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's that's my project right now. That's what I'm working on. And I've been really excited. You know what, what's hard? I get really motivated when I'm at work. And I go, man, I can't wait to get home. I'm going to write my book. I'm going to do this, 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 this. And by the time I get home, I'm too exhausted to do anything but sit in front of the TV yeah. and watch movies. Um... <laughs> That's cool. Uh, when I get home, I, I usually like to do my homework and then uh, play on my new Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. Uh, you know what? We watched a new horror movie the other night. I forgot to tell you about it. What was it? It's called Caveat. It's on Shudder. It's got this like creepy bunny that plays the drums. It's a weird, like... Like psychological ghost movie. Was it better than the Easter Bunny Massacre? Yes. But it was still weird. I don't know. It was really slow moving. They had these slow burn movies that kind of build and build and build for the big climax at the end of the movie. Yeah, It was okay. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot better. And I think I got a couple more to watch. I watched The Exorcist Part 3 the other Ooh. night. Exorcist 3 was good. It had Brad Dorif in it. And you're like, who's Brad Dorif? He's the guy that does the voice for Chucky. Oh, cool. Movies. And you didn't even mention you got this really cool Child's Play shirt. Yeah, I wore it today. Yeah, it says it says uh, ready it says uh, good guys on it. It says I want to be your friend till the end. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But anyway, the guy that does the voice for Chucky, he's the demon in Exorcist Part Three. Mark Hamill? No, I said Brad Dorif. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Mark Hamill was the Joker. Mark Hamill is also Luke Skywalker. Bones it for knowing that, buddy. And Skips. Yes, he Skips in Regular Show. That's right. Yeah, I watched that this morning. I love Regular Show. Pretty good. You know what? My my wallet is actually falling apart. I need a new wallet. And I thought about that because my wallet is Mordecai and Rigby. Yeah. You say, oh. But you can't even see the letters anymore. It's so worn through. It's getting all holy. But anyway, I'm going to leave you on the wallet comment, dude. Is there anything else you want to add to the show? Uh. Can I ask you if I could uh, work on your book with you? That would be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to get some paranormal stories together. Um, I'm thinking maybe between 8 and 10. I don't know. It's going to be like a big book. It's going to be like 200, 300 pages. Yeah. I'm, I'm shooting for the moon on this one. When you said uh, you could put your hauntings in anonymously, uh-huh. quote, quote, um, so does that mean that if you does that mean that you could put your name in if you want well yeah you could send me your name but i'm not going to feature it in the book i'll feature the story maybe i'll put the names in i don't know i I want it to be anonymous because here's the deal guys if i'm going to write this book and i'm going to write everyone else's stories i want their consent to use their stories right yeah but i don't want to pay anybody because i'm cheap and if I make money off this book, I don't want to pay anybody. <laughs> that, that makes me sound like a horrible person. It does. It does, but I'm going to do it anyway. And if anybody has any free, royalty-free stories they would like to give me for this project, I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to feature it in the book. Yeah. Right now, I have about eight stories. 
So um, if anybody else wants to contribute to that, it's going to be a thick book. And I think it'd be really cool, especially to come out if I can get it done before Halloween. Yeah. I can have it up on Amazon for sale. It's going to be a scary book. Uh, does that mean... I mean, so if you write it, uh, then you'll print it out in your copier? No, I, I, I'll go through Amazon KDP Publishing and have them print it out for me. Wow. Because they put it all together. They put the binding together. They do the cover and all that good stuff. And then oh, um, okay. they send it to me. But they don't send it to me. I actually have to pay for it. I know. You have so, to pay for stuff that you make. Yeah, isn't that crazy how the world works? Yeah, that's be... why. That's why I'm doing the stickers and buttons myself instead of going through a third-party website. Yeah. Because then it's all me, and I retain the rights to my stuff. Yeah. That's why I don't sell my music on like iTunes and stuff like that. Like, I actually had a, a deal for a record contract years ago, but I didn't sign it. Yeah, because I knew that if I signed it the company would own my songs and I would lose the rights to the songs that I wrote. I know. Business. So that's why a lot of the older podcast episodes, I was only putting cover songs up. Yeah. Instead of my own tracks because of the rights issue that I want to retain what I wrote and created. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's a weird thing. Yeah. That's just how life works. That's just the way it works. Anyway, with that, um, I guess that's the show this week, right? Okay, well, uh, mull over your trivia questions, think on your happy joke, and if you have paranormal stories, write to me. This is this podcast is just okay. I'm Nick Rose. I'm Paul Rose. And we're saying have yourselves a week, and I will catch you guys next time. Next time.